Kia ora and welcome to this episode of the Image Austenite. I'm Frances Duncan, an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa, New Zealand. My special guest with me today is Emma. Hello. And we are going to be discussing Letter 32. Letter 32, Mrs. Johnson to Lady Susan, Edward Street. My dear creature, I am in agonies and know not what to do, nor not what you can do. Mr. de Courcy arrived just when he should not. Mrs. Mannering had at that instant entered the house and forced herself into her guardian's presence, though I did not know a syllable of it till afterwards, for I was out when both she and Reginald came, or I would have sent him away at all events. But she was shut up with Mr. Johnson while he waited in the drawing room for me. She arrived yesterday in pursuit of her husband, but perhaps you know this already from himself. She came to this house to entreat my husband's interference, and before I could be aware of it, everything that you could wish to be concealed was known to him. And unluckily she had wormed out of Mannering's servant that he had visited you every day since your being in town, and had just watched him to your door herself. What could I do? Facts are such horrid things. All is by this time known to de Courcy, who is now alone with Mr. Johnson. Do not accuse me, indeed, it was impossible to prevent it. Mr. Johnson has for some time suspected de Courcy of intending to marry you, and would speak with him alone, as soon as he knew him to be in the house. That detestable Mrs. Mannering, who, for your comfort, had fretted herself thinner and uglier than ever, is still here, and they have been all closeted together. What can be done? If Mannering is now with you, he had better be gone. At any rate, I hope he will plague his wife more than ever. With anxious wishes, yours faithfully, Alicia. Beautiful reading, thank you. Well, she's in such a fretting and fuss that this letter is just clause after clause after clause. There are a lot of commas in here. She is really in a tizzy, as Mrs. Johnson. Everything's falling apart. The great thing is she's very much on Lady Susan's side. She's like, everything's falling apart. I'm so sorry. I swear to God, it was nothing to do with me. Because I suppose when you have a friend like Lady Susan, you have to be very clear to each other that you're not going to screw each other over like you screw everybody else over. Well, it's a bit of a threat because she'd make a terrible enemy. It must be always that edge to their friendship. If Lady Susan turns against you, you're in trouble. The idea of Mrs. Johnson coming into the house and one people being in another room and other people in the other room and people can't know where they are makes me think of the English comedies where they have people running down hallways and coming in and out of different doors. Yes. It feels very like that. Yes, yes. I think it's quite clear what the movements are and who's with who and what room and who knows what about who. Do you think that comes across clearly in the in the letter that people's movements and who's talking to who about what? Yeah, so Mrs. Mannering comes first, is in with Mr. Johnson. Then Reginald turns up as waiting for Mrs. Johnson, but Mrs. Johnson isn't there. Mr. Johnson discovers that Mr. de Courcy is there and then brings him in to his room with Mrs. Mannering so the three of them can then shit talk Lady Susan. Mrs. Johnson turns up and goes, oh no, everything terrible is happening. And is informing Lady Lady Susan that she better get rid of Mr. Mannering. And it's happening at the time she writes the letter. They're together now. I know Mr. Johnson and Mrs. Mannering are telling Reginald everything. But I think that it may just be because I've read all the previous letters, but I think that Jane Austen has made it very clear 
what exactly is happening. I think that a very tangled story is being made quite clear. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. I think she's done a good job. I like the completely bitchy line in the middle of this complete disaster. She's added a little line to just make things slightly better for Lady Susan, just to let her know that at the very least, Mrs. Mannering is thinner and uglier than ever. They talk shit about her, this poor woman. Like, how dare she think that her husband is going to be faithful to her? And, oh, she's getting so upset about it. Ugh, and she's threatened herself in it and uglier. These are awful people. Mrs. Mannering is not acting how you would expect a wife to act in this time period where you just, men will do their thing. She is not turning a blind eye. And she goes back to her guardian. He's not her father. And also, now that she's married, he can kind of wash his hands of her. But she goes back to him and says, please help me. What do I do? My husband is cavorting with Lady Susan. Well, the interesting thing is probably that Mr. Johnson is not washing his hands of her. That there is a connection of caring between Mr. Johnson and Mrs. Mannering. That Lady Susan can clearly not understand. No one's getting anything out of it. And she's like, why would you be friends with someone if you're not getting something? Because he did disown her when she married Mr. Mannering, but that was because he was like, don't marry some guy who just wants your money. Hate to be proved right. Is Mr. Johnson being interfering? Because who is he to tell Mr. DeCourcy all these things? Well, he's a man. The men's code. Can't let a man be trapped by a scheming little lady. Perhaps he was trapped by Mrs. Johnson and now he wants to ensure others are not. I like that theory. There's an implication of spies in here that you use servants as your spies. Mr. Mm. Mannering's servant. Who is female. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. Um, watched him to your door herself. Oh, I assumed that meant that Mrs. Mannering had then followed him and watched him uh, into Lady oh, Susan's door. Oh, okay. Um, luckily, she had wormed out of Mannering's servant that he had visited you every day. Since you're being in town, you're right, and had just watched him to your door herself. So the she being referred to there is Mrs. Mrs. Mannering. Yeah. But this is the thing. When you have servants, you can have them follow them, and you can get information out of them that people may not want you to know because the servants knew everything that was happening because they helped you dress, they cleaned up after you, they fed you, they would know everything. If someone was having an affair like this, they would definitely know. If someone was pregnant, i.e. they're like, they've missed a period, they would know. Probably before the women themselves realized. Part of that is to be a good servant, you need to know the needs of the people that you're serving. It's very risky though. You'd want to pay your servants pretty well because yeah. they'd be very open to... Bribery. Bribery. A bit of... Sovereign slipped into the poor for information, and no one would know. In the previous letter, Lady Susan had said it's impossible to be sure of servants. The servants that she's got where she's staying in London, she doesn't trust to make sure that Reginald and Mr. Mannering don't run into each other. She must not have any servants of her own. Surely she must have servants of her own, though. 
She'd have to pay them. This is the thing. She'd have to pay them. But I can't imagine her going around without servants. But how does she afford to pay them? And how can she ensure she trusts them or that they are trustworthy? Well, I imagine she does like she did with the skull. She she says she's going to pay them and then doesn't. And as long as she moves quickly enough, she can just skip out on them each time. Oh, the poor servants. Because they work so they did have, hard. They did have, have agencies, like temp agencies. Yes. Servants. Yeah, there, there, there were. And I think there were servants attached to, like, you could hire a suite of rooms with servant. I love the line, facts are such horrid things. Yes. It's a great line, but most people wouldn't know that it comes from Lady Susan. Facts make Mrs. Johnson and Lady Susan's way of living difficult because they want to manipulate the facts. Yes, to be pinned down is risky for things they would prefer to have concealed. They are really quite mean about Mrs. Mannering, that she's in pursuit of her husband, like she's chasing him, which I guess in a way she kind of is. And then they it closes the letter with, I hope that he will plague his wife. He's been cheating on her, and they want him to just continue to make her life miserable because she's behaving inconveniently for them. I feel satisfied that we have ripped... Mrs. Johnson and Lady Susan to shreds yet again, but in an admiring way. And that's our discussion of Letter 32 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. I'm Frances Duncan. This has been Emma. Links to the socials are in the notes. Thank you for listening, and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!